Welcome to The Whole Steward, the holistic approach to wealth from a Christian worldview. I'm your host, Andrew Stanton, and I'm glad you've joined. Have you started thinking about your retirement? When and how will you do it? Are you relying on Social Security at age 62, 65, 70? Do you have a 401k? And what will you be doing after retirement? I never want to be retired. Learn why in a second look at retirement today on The Whole Steward. This is episode number 19. I'm thankful you're listening. Let's first get a definition of retirement. Number one on Google, this is the definition. Quote, the action or fact of leaving one's job and ceasing to work. End quote. Now, many people want to retire early or they get forced into retirement early. Many people work for years on end for the sole purpose of enjoying the fruit of their labor in their golden years. They have many different reasons for wanting to retire. But in general, in our society, retirement is thought of as quitting your job and living maybe in the golden years to enjoy the things that you couldn't do while you were working. Or maybe you feel too old or your body is tired from the physical labor that you were doing. Now, what I want to do first is look into Scripture and see, is retirement a biblical concept. Because in our society right now, it's definitely a cultural concept for sure. But it hasn't been around that long. Retirement, as we think of it, is a concept that started in the mid to late 1800s and has really become very popular in the 1900s and now in the 2000s, in the 20th and 21st century. So let's look at scripture first and see what this is all about. Now, I want to start at the foundation. Let's start with Genesis 2.15. The Lord God took the man and put him in the Garden of Eden to work it and keep it. So let's agree from the beginning that you were made to work. I was made to work. Now, Are we made to work until the day we die? Well, as long as our bodies aren't too broken down, that certainly is true. Our bodies can work all the way to the moment we take our last breath. Well, often maybe there's some time shortly before you pass that your body is slowing down and stopping, but in general, You can work every decade of your life. Men can work, women can work, until they are very old. So, let's understand then, is retirement a biblical concept? Now, one scripture that I found that speaks to an example of retirement is Numbers 8, 24-26. Quote, This applies to the Levites. From 25 years old and upward, they shall come to do duty in the service of the tent of meeting, 
And from the age of 50 years, they shall withdraw from the duty of the service and serve no more. They minister to their brothers in the tent of meeting by keeping guard, but they shall do no service. Thus shall you do to the Levites in assigning their duties. End quote. So here we see an example of Moses recording the regulations for the Levites serving in the service of the tent of meeting, and they set a bottom cap of 25 years and then a top cap of 50 years. Why that is the case, it doesn't really say, but it does say that they continue to minister to their brothers in the tent of meeting by keeping guard, but they shall do no service. So, it's not really actually retirement. It's just a change of duties. The duties are still there, but they're different. Throughout Scripture, there are many examples of a person's work changing, but they are still managing their household into their old age and even to the day of their death some of them working vigorously for the Lord. One of my favorites as an example is Moses. Listen to Deuteronomy 34.7. Moses was 120 years old when he died. His eye was undimmed and his vigor unabated. You see, Moses was working and vigorous till the day he died. His eyes were still working that was recorded for us in Holy Scripture. Another example is David. In Psalm 71, which many accredit to David, it's all about strength in his old age. In verses 17 to 18, he says, O God, from my youth you have taught me, and I still proclaim your wondrous deeds. So even to old age and gray hairs, O God, do not forsake me until I proclaim your might to another generation, your power to all those to come. You see, David is still working to proclaim God's power and might to the next generation. It's still his work. And he was king, if you want to look at his vocation, until the day he died and the throne was passed to Solomon. There are so many examples. We could look at Jacob, for example, or Joseph. But let's jump now to the New Testament. Let's look at some examples, starting with 2 Timothy 4, 6-7. Now, this is Paul speaking here. He writes, For I am already being poured out as a drink offering, and the time of my departure has come. I have fought the good fight. I have finished the race. I have kept the faith. Now, keep in mind, Paul here is in jail at the time. He's writing to Timothy. But what was he doing in jail? Well, he was doing a lot of praying. He was evangelizing. He was studying. Remember, he had asked for the parchments. 
And he was writing letters, which was no easy task. He is working in almost every capacity that he had been up until the point where he says he has finished the race and the time of his departure has come. He was probably about 60 years old, which for that time was a fairly ripe age. Let's look at another example. Widows. 1 Timothy 5, 5-6, Paul writes, She who is truly a widow, left all alone, has set her hope on God and continues in supplications and prayers night and day. But she who is self-indulgent is dead even while she lives. You see, the work never stops. If in your old age you are and your goal is to be self-indulgent, then Paul says, at least of the widows, they are dead even while they live. Your work may change, but it never stops. You see, the widow here is continuing in supplications and prayers day and night, setting her hope on God. That is a very important work. Paul also writes about the older women teaching the younger women. You see, your work may change, but it never stops. So coming back to your job then, your primary source of income, we often think of retirement as stopping whatever that activity was because, why, in our society, your job is often your primary source of income. But it doesn't have to be that way. Why not create durable streams of income which can free you up to start working on those other types of work we've been talking about, like the more ministry-related works, that you could do as soon as possible. You could do these as soon as you're able to reach that point. What we might call that is financial freedom. You would then have the financial freedom to no longer trade your time for dollars and to work on the things that you want to work on. So let me state it a different way. I never want to retire. Why? Because retire means to be put out of service. If you retire the old tractor on the farm, that means you put it out of service. If you retire from your job, that means you've been put out of service in your job. Now, I look at it a very different way. How about this? Here's my desire. I want to diversify my income streams so that I can work on the things I want to work on as soon as possible. That's very different. I never want to retire. I just want to change my work. What I'm doing right now, I'm very passionate about. I could do this until the day I die. There are many who do very important work up till the day they die. Aren't those the most inspiring to you? When we come back, we'll jump into modern day retirement 
the ins and outs of what the culture expects of us, and how you could take a different approach. Mix it up. Go against the crowd. Mark Twain says, When you find yourself on the side of the majority, it's time to pause and reflect. That's what we'll do next on The Whole Steward. Hey there, it's Andrew. I pour a lot into The Whole Steward, and I'm so humbled you're listening. Did you know I regularly post new articles to our website? I also send the Holistic Approach to Wealth newsletter once a week, to which you can subscribe at thewholesteward.com newsletter. If you're enjoying what you're hearing on the show, would you share it with a friend or leave us a review? I'd really appreciate it. Oh, and thanks for listening. Welcome back. Let's look at retirement in our present day a little bit closer. There's a Gallup poll out that says the average retirement age in the United States is 61, according to a 2022 Gallup survey. In 1991, the average retirement age in the U.S. was 57. In 2002, it was 59. And according to the poll, People still working in 2022 expect to retire at 66 on average. The question is, how much money will you need in retirement? How much? Think about it right now. How much money do I need in retirement? If you were to stop working your primary source of income, assuming you're working a job, How much would you need? Now, that should be a very uncomfortable question. Is it $100,000? Half a million? A million? Two million? That should be a very uncomfortable question. Because it's actually impossible to answer. Think about it. Why is that? You need to know when you will die. And what your expenses will be before then. If you retire at age 67 and you die at age 68, did you need $2 million? If you retire at age 62, but you die at age 102, how much did you need? What if you were to pass at 92 or 82? You see... It's kind of a fool's errand. You should be asking a completely different question. Here's the question I want you to ask. How much income will I need in retirement? That's a different question. Now that's something you can estimate. Right? Think about the lifestyle you're living now. Think about how much You're spending on food and travel and housing, whatever that may be. If that were to just continue indefinitely at the same level, of course, adjusting for inflation, would you be satisfied? You see, the income is what's important, not the amount saved. And the traditional form of retirement 
is really a fool's errand because they say you work an active job until you've saved up enough to retire. But how much savings do you need? The difference here is that if you create durable streams of income, say from rental property or dividends from a portfolio or a business that you have, now, there's no question to how long it will last as long as the business model is one that is durable because the income is based on the deployment of that asset rather than the active work of your job. You see, in effect, you have an income-producing business whether it's an investment business in real estate or uh, some other asset that produces income or you're the direct owner of the business, you may get royalties or dividends or simply profit from that managed business that you own. Think about like Warren Buffett. He loves what he does. I watched an interview with him and he's really old, but he's still involved in Berkshire Hathaway and he just loves what he does and he continues to work he has everything he needs he lives in a very small house theoretically his expenses at least for living are fairly low compared to what he makes he hasn't had to stop working but if he wanted to he certainly could so coming back to the answer of the previous question, which is, how much income do I need? If you can determine that, and that's fairly easy to determine, that's much easier to determine than how much savings do I need to live on until the day I die. Because when a financial planner asks you, well, what is your life expectancy? That should be a sign to run for the doors. That is a fool's errand to answer that question. So answer the question this way. How many assets do I need to produce the income I need today and in the future? You see, then you can work toward that goal. And as soon as you produce that income, well then, you're not tied to your job anymore. You're not tied to that one particular vocation of work if that was indeed your primary source of income. And now you've diversified your income streams. You can continue to work in what you love doing, assuming you love it. You can continue to work in the church or in your family. You can work in laboring in prayer and supplication, writing letters, or if your gift is giving, now you can focus on giving back to the community, you can do that as soon as you produce the income you need today. That can be your moment of financial freedom. You see why I don't like to call it retirement? It's not being put out of service. It's actually serving more. Because remember, money flowing towards you is a direct result of value being provided to others. So if you are providing value to others such that you have an income stream that pays all your bills and now you can diversify your work, 
you can create more value in different ways and maybe even better ways. You can work until the day you die. Fidelity says you should save 10 times your pre-retirement income by the age of 67. How did they come up with that number? For example, if you need $100,000 a year in income and you invest a million dollars and make a 10% return, you have now reached financial freedom. Assuming those assets are structured to have the income rise with inflation, you are set now because one of the biggest problems that people run into is those on fixed income. If you're on a fixed income, say like a pension that doesn't have the proper income increases baked in, you're going to be in big trouble because as prices rise and your income is fixed, your effective income is going down. It's going down, down, down. But if you own assets that produce income that theoretically on average should rise with inflation, then you're going to be okay because, for example, if you have rental property, the rent generally goes up with inflation over time. So if your income today is $100,000, but you live 20 years and the dollar was inflating those 20 years, well, your income should still theoretically be the same in purchasing power. It won't necessarily be able to purchase more, but it should rise with inflation. On other shows, we talk about using leverage and how you can actually accelerate the cash flow and the income streams by using leverage. But in this case, just assume that you own some asset that produces income that rises with inflation. That's very key here. So to sum up, don't ever retire. Diversify your income streams so that you can work on the things you want to work on. Keep in mind that especially men who retire, actually really retire, and they sit around on the couch and watch TV all day, or they indulge selfishly in the things and they are not working on anything, they decline very quickly. You are meant to work, made by God that way, and so continue to work. But when it comes to income and saving and investing, focus on income-producing assets. While you're still earning your active income, focus on that right now, today, and invest on income-producing assets, not on saving up for retirement. And then work to bring glory to God till you take your last breath. Thanks for listening. I pray you found it helpful. And until next week, now that you know more, go out and grow more.
All content on The Whole Steward is for informational purposes only and must not be considered personal, professional, tax, or legal advice. Please consult an appropriate professional for individualized advice. Though we do our best to bring you reliable information, we make no guarantee on its accuracy. So you must rely on your own due diligence to draw your own conclusions. The views expressed by guests on the show are their own and may not represent that of the host. Please visit our website for complete terms and conditions. Thanks for joining us today for the holistic approach to wealth from a Christian worldview. This show is brought to you by thewholesteward.com.